Okay, CK Hoffler now joining us on the line. Teresa, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Just a quick one around what sort of conversations are happening amongst um, people in the legal fraternity around um, this indictment against um, the former U.S. president? Well, good good afternoon. Um, well, there are a lot of discussions that are happening. Um, every Literally every news outlet, radio station is going through and, and the legal community um, and including me, are providing analysis of the, the, the documents surrounding the indictment, the strength of it, whether the indictment has carries any weight, whether the case will survive, and whether this is all politically motivated. So that's really the discussion that's happening. Of course, this is unprecedented. Yeah. Uh, we've not seen in the history of the United States um, a former president who's been indicted really for anything. We have an impeachment process which is a process and we know that former president, this former president has been impeached twice. So we have an impeachment process where um, that is one measure uh, that we use and that we have in the United States to register deviations, violations, aberrations in behavior, wrongful conduct as it relates to Mm. the president of the United States. Well, the actions alleged in this indictment occurred actually before he became president, the hush money, and the characterization of that hush money. Mm -hmm. So while there are many cases, at least three that I can think of, three other cases that are in the pipeline that could result in indictments against the president, this is the first one that that has um, come to fruition. And it's the oldest case because the the alleged activity happened, at least the, the, the core activity, before the paying of the hush money, there was nothing illegal with um, paying hush money or paying, uh, doing a civil settlement with someone for some who might have yep. claims of presumably sexual harassment, and, and so, um, before, or, or 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 claims where you just didn't want the person to to talk about it because um, you're running for office. I mean, that's not novel. That's not a new thing. It mm. was the characterization of those monies that violated. Um, campaign finance rules, um, mischaracterization, defrauding. And that's something that is taken very seriously and it was in violation of New York law. And there are other, presumably other felonies that we did not um, really, in in the documents of indictment, there was not the specificity that maybe I would have liked to have seen in the documents. So there are a lot of unanswered questions, but it's gonna be, you know, it will be um, disclosed at an appropriate time and certainly the um, Trump team will have the ability to defend the former president. So he and all of the constitutional rights that he said that he's been deprived of, he will have the ability to um, to benefit from the U.S. Constitution in defending himself. But we have to remember that 25 to 30 people sat in a grand jury and all voted for this indictment. That's how it starts in our system. It starts there. Based on that, the district attorney took that, and then we got to this point. The documents itself, they were kind of vague. You know, 34 counts that basically said some similar things. You know, um, I think they they basically spoke to deceit, to misrepresentation, to um, not disclosing the truth and the way that these monies were characterized. But there wasn't a lot of detail about the facts 
And that's why people in this country are, you know, either some, on, some of them are up in arms saying, oh, this was all politically motivated because this doesn't, have, this doesn't have a lot of meat to it. But the meat is yet to come. I have to believe for any district attorney, for any district attorney mm-hmm. in this country to bring a case like this, there has to be some meat. And let's not forget a grand jury, a grand jury of people who are not tied to any political party, just regular people, regular people. In Manhattan, in the state of New York, all decided that there should, based on the evidence that was presented, which included testimony and documents, evidence that there should be an indictment. So I think a lot is yet to come. I don't know the strength of the case. No one does. Because until we see um, things that, that we may not be privy to, until we see the meat and potatoes, no one is going to be mm-hmm. in a position to evaluate the strengths of this case. Because the American justice system, also criminal justice system, has um, the jury playing quite a crucial role um, in this particular case. And although you say that um, the members who are part of the grand jury are not affiliated to any political party, but these are Americans and these are people who know who Donald Trump is. Um, how would this case then proceed if you have a or even the selection of the grand jury to make sure that um, Donald Trump doesn't argue that he is um, that he feels that the that the matter would be unfair or even the selection of the grand jury or the jury itself, how that process unfolds? Well, you know, Donald Trump, R. Kelly, Jeff Epstein, all of these people, criminal defendants, they are all going to it starts with a grand jury. And the grand jury, just like I'm a citizen, even though I'm a lawyer, you get a notice to serve and you serve. It's random. It's not it's not something where someone can say, oh, yes, we're going to pick this person, that person, this person. No, it's random. You just as part of your civic duty, you are required to serve. And so the grand jury is convened and they make a determination. But but the, the prosecutors don't have to. They make a determination based on the evidence as well, what they see from the grand jury. So there's a lot of, of discretion in terms of what can happen. And evidently, they felt there was sufficient evidence. What you have to remember is this is a case that this prosecutor inherited. This is also not the first case <clears throat> that this office has successfully prosecuted against the um, Trump enterprises. There was just a 17 count um, case that they successfully prosecuted this very office not too long ago. They're very familiar with the Trump enterprise. They're very familiar with, with this president. They're very familiar with how he has operated because he's a New Yorker. His businesses are primarily based in New York. So I, I, I would say that while there weren't a lot of details in these documents, a lot of details for the press to really yep. jump on, um, it doesn't mean that the case doesn't have validity or the case will be dismissed. Uh, That's so not we, the way it works. A quick, a quick final one is, so Trump's lawyers have already indicated that they intend on um, on getting these charges dismissed. Would, would they first uh-huh. have to wait for the trial to unfold or can you do that before the trial starts? Oh, you can do that before. I mean, motions to dismiss are filed a lot of times along the lines. Um, one of the things that happens in our system before a case gets to trial, there are many opportunities for the case to be where the, 
other side, usually defendant, will try to file to, to a motion to dismiss. As a matter of law, there are many grounds. It could be statute of limitations. There are many, many grounds where you could file a motion to dismiss. So we have to anticipate that this is going to be a very hard-fought case. Yeah. Um, because when you have unlimited resources and they've raised a lot of money and they continue to raise a lot of money, you know, you're going to get as many lawyers as you need, the best lawyers, to find little details, cases that distinguish. So they're going to try to find, they're going to fight hard to get this dismissed. But I think the one thing that's also true is you've got a prosecutor's office that is very skilled as well. Mm -hmm. And they are the ones that brought this case. They are the ones that brought the indictment. So they must be prepared. I'm imagining, I'm imagining And and ready for the fight that is ahead of them. And it's a case that the whole world will be following very closely. Tricia C.K. Hoffler, CEO of C.K. Hoffler Firm, thank you so much for your time. It's a minute after half past three, time for the news headlines.